when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Biztha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abaktha, Zethar, and Carcass, seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ahersus, which is King Xerxes, to bring Queen Vashti before the king wearing her royal crown in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials, for she was beautiful to behold. But the Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs. Therefore, the king was furious and his anger burned within him. So we need to understand the context of what's going on here. This king had this party uh, so much that he was actually, it says he was merry with wine. Basically, he was drunk and all of his buddies were around him. And he calls for his queen to come and present herself before him. So we need to ask the question. We can see here that she refused to come at the king's command. This was her husband. So she refused to do it. She wasn't going for that. Uh, she didn't want it to be basically objectified before the king and before all the people that were with him. So the question here for us is, does she have a defense? Was she, was she in the right for not submitting to the king? So that's kind of how we're going to discuss tonight a little bit. So when she refused, actually, it made Xerxes mad, and she ended up actually being banished from King, King uh, Xerxes and the land. So we're talking about two people, actually, who did not believe in God and did not worship the God of Israel. These people, of course, were living hundreds of years before the New Testament was written, before anybody said, wives, to submit yourself to your husbands, and the husbands love your wives. But the point here is that even though they didn't know God and had not heard God's word, God's word had not been delivered yet, it did not mean that they had, did not have an obligation to God. You know, just because we are born into this world, whether we know God or not, we are still under God's law. So we have to realize that. These people back in the day, before they even knew God's law, they were still under God's law. So this also goes into a moral, moral law that, that they just understood the moral, law, you know, the moral laws and what was right and wrong between husband and wife. We want to uh, move on to see what, of course, submission isn't. So the question was, was Queen Vashti justified in the case refusing to submit to her husband? So the bigger question is, if you're a wife, are there times where you are justified in not submitting or respecting your husband's wishes? The answer to that question, of course, we have to go to the primary passage that we just talked about, which is Ephesians 5.22 through uh, 24 and in verse 23. And it says there, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And then verse 33, it says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. I want to notice what this word submission means. In the Greek, submit is broken down into two words. It, well, it's actually one word, hupotasso, which is Greek. And then breaking that down, hupo means under, and tasso means authority. So it actually means to, to arrange under. It's actually a military word that, that was used. You know, in the army, there's ranks and files. You know, one, a private is subject to a sergeant, and a sergeant is subject to the general. They all look at everybody as being the same importance, but they all have different roles. 
they all have to be carried out. You know, if a general tells a private to do something, that private better do it. A private can't tell a general what to do, of course. So this is the, this is the word that's being used here in this, in this uh, verse. Lots of people dive into this and pull out these verses completely out of context. So we need to understand the context of the verses that are being given here. The book of Ephesians, actually, the first three chapters explain what God has done for us. It, it, it tells all the blessings that we have in Christ. And then in chapters 4 through 6, it tells us because of those blessings how we are, how we are to live because of God's blessings. So when we get down to, uh, into chapter 4, we get into chapter 5 and verse 18, and it says in there, it says, Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so we are, we are to walk in a matter of, walk in a manner worthy of calling to which you have been called. And that is basically the kind of the gist of what we're saying tonight. So as he moves forward, as he moves forward into verse 21 of chapter 5, it says, Submitting to one another in fear of God. This word submitting here is basically the same thing. You know, I've heard and I read a couple things to where people take this verse and they look at it as mutual submission. So we are to submit to one another. You submit to me, I submit to you. Well, that, it's not talking about mutual submission here. In fact, mutual submission is basically an oxymoron. You can't mutually submit to each other. This is... Um, this is saying that where there is God-ordained structure and authority in our world, if we're talking, if we're walking in the Spirit, we will order ourselves underneath the leadership and direction of the person whom God had put in authority over us. So if we're in a job, we submit to our boss. So it's kind of in that, those lines of what this verse is talking about. But if we're a person over somebody in authority, we have instructions also. It says, Husbands, love and nourish and cherish your wives. You will give, up, you will give yourself up for them. Wives are submitting to husband, our wives are submitting, but husbands, we are giving ourselves up for our wives. He's saying that people in authority have responsibility before God to live that out in a spirit-led way, and the people who are under authority have a responsibility to live that out in a God-honoring way. So that's what the Bible says. That's what God, how God designed it in the family structure, and the, and the husband is the one who has authority. And the wife is the one who is under authority. But moving on, we want to notice and look at some points of what submission is not. The Bible does not teach that men are more valuable or have more dignity, have more skill, or are more important than women. The Bible does not teach that anywhere. Men and women and husbands and wives are equally image bearers of God, equal worth, equal dignity, and equal value. This teaching on submission is about God-ordained structure in marriage and not about, about superiority or value. And a, a man who thinks he's superior or has the authority is not living out of God, does not have a godly mind, is not living out of godly life. Also, the Bible does not teach that women are to submit to men. It teaches that wives are to, to submit to their own husbands. So, that's telling, that's very clear. Um, we need to understand that, that one woman does not have to take or submit to, to somebody that she is not married to. It's only to her own husband. And there's also a difference between submission and obedience. It's pretty important. The Bible teaches that children, of course, are to obey their parents 
and do what the parents say, but the Bible does not teach that wives to are obey their husbands. It says to submit, not to obey, or to order under. Submission is the acknowledgement that there are aspects of life on earth that require God-ordained structure. It's a commitment that if you're going to play a part in that structure with respect and reverence for authority. Living a spirit-filled way of life. Now, if it violates God's word, decline to submit. If what your husband is telling you or leading you in the wrong direction away from God, decline to do what he is asking to do. Now, this not only applies in marriage, but it applies in many parts of our life. You know, if, if, if an employer is asking us to do something that is uh, uh, shady or tell lies or forge something with taxes, any of that manner, we're to decline to do it. Because it's not in line with what God teaches us to do. Even though that person is in authority over us, we, our first priority is to God. Of course, we see here we got governments, employers, husbands and wives. You know, we, we don't have to do what they tell us to do if it's in contrary to what God is teaching us. Of course, we obey God and not man. Also, submission doesn't mean that you don't have a voice. You know, uh, some people have, have really messed up submission and, and, and there have been wives who, who have become timid and who just say, whatever you want, you're my husband, I'm going to submit to you, whatever you want to do, whatever you think. And, and they become meek and they become, become voiceless to express their own way of thinking. This means that if we're a, hus a husband and a wife, uh, we come to a place, if we don't agree on the decision that we're trying to face, after a time, after we've discussed it, between husbands and wives, after we've gone to God in prayer and discussed it, after we have prayed about it, um, and we're still at an impasse, that's when um, the wife has to say, even where you're still disagreeing, the man has one way, the wife has the other way, the wife has to then submit if it's within godly parameters. I know this is a little tough to, for me to give, but um, you know, we need to remember us as husbands. You know, if we go back to chapter 3 of Genesis, the fall of Adam and Eve, you know, you know Eve was the one who, who took a bite of the apple or, or the fruit first, gave it to her husband. This, Satan tempted her. Adam did absolutely nothing to protect her from sinning. Nothing. He was there the entire time, but he didn't do a single thing to help her. But when God came looking for him, who did he go to looking for first? He came looking for Adam. So us as husbands have an absolute responsibility to protect our wives from all manners of sin, from, you know, getting in harm's way or, or whatever it looks like. Us as husbands have the absolute responsibility to not be passive. We have to work. So us as men, we have to, or husbands, we have to understand the sobriety of that thought, the sobriety of that teaching. We are responsible. God is going to come looking at us on that day. What have we done to protect our wives? And if you notice, too, submission does not happen when there is agreement. You know, if we both agree on something, there's no submission done. So God is actually giving us instructions on how to conduct ourselves and how to operate when there is conflict between each other. 
So, we've got to ask ourselves some wives some some tough questions here if we are regularly disagreeing with your husband so let's get let's go through these questions that we need to kind of self-reflection is basically what this is going to be about so wives you have to ask yourself if you're continuously disagreeing with your husband are you living a spirit-filled life that God has taught us also are we a person who is regularly disagreeable. You know, if you're a spouse that, and you don't regularly agree, uh, are, you, are you a controlling person? Are you fearful? Are you humble and teachable? Do, we think your way, do you think your way is always right? Or are we humble before the Lord? Of course, you know, for men, being passive is, is, is a very easy sinful nature for, for, for men. It's easy to sit and do nothing. Absolutely easy. You, like we just talked about Adam in Genesis 3. Did nothing. But I think in the same manner for women, for wives, it is, it is easy for them to be fearful because of lack of control. You know, there's so many things that go on in this world, you know, that so many things that, that wives and mothers deal with, you know, not having control over their children, not, not having control of, you know, stuff at work or, or fear of your fear of whatever. You know, we need to, we need to um, understand that that is a very big trap that that wives can fall in so we need we as husbands need to make sure that we are uh, making our wives feel safe so the real question that that sometimes a women or wife wants to know is can I really trust my husband to keep me and my children safe so the next question here is do you demonstrate respect for your husband Ephesians 5 33 it says there that wives should respect your husband. In a marriage relationship, for a wife to be effectively submitting and for a husband to be effectively leading, there needs to be a sense that you got, well, we're both on the same team. We need to understand who the enemy is. You know, when there's conflict, you know, that is, that is Satan working hard to get in between you. As long as, as long as husbands and wives figure out what the issue actually is, I don't have an issue with Lizzie. Lizzie doesn't have the issue with me. The issue is the issue. We're allies in that. And we're working hard to, um, to get through that issue. Also, the next one, uh, uh, are, we seeking, are, are you seeking godly counsel in your disagreements? Proverbs 24 and 26 says, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. You know, it, it, is, it is absolutely wise to go out and to, and to seek godly counsel for something that may be going on in, in your marriage or with whatever may be troubling you. But the thing we need to be careful about, and, and Frank touched on it this morning, is we don't need to be getting counsel from our friends who are going to agree with us. You know, we need to be going even, even to older women or men that have experience through, through conflict to help us to get through that. That's going to give us the wise counsel that we need to get through problems. And also, I think one of the more, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we've got four here. Do you pray for your husband? Us men, us husbands need the absolute prayers of our wives. Um, that is some, one of the most important things that I think that uh, uh, needs to happen in order for a relationship with a husband and wife to be successful. 
you know, if a husband is praying for her, his wife and if a wife is praying for her husband, they're both going to meet in the middle. They're both praying towards God and working to do what God wills us. And then lastly, of course, the question is, do you trust God? Can we read what is in the Bible and trust what he's telling us is true? You know, um, if it is decision that's going to be wrong, God's coming for the husband. God's going to hold us accountable. You know, if we as, as husbands make a wrong decision, we're going to be held accountable for that. So we need to make sure that we're going to him in prayer and asking for guidance. So back to our question, was Queen Vashti correct for not submitting? Now, we don't have all and enough information to definitively make a judgment on that because it just doesn't tell us. But we can make, based on what we do know, I think this case, in this case, she was absolutely justified for not following what uh, King Xerxes told her to do. You know, bringing, he was drunk. He wanted to bring her before him and all the other people that were around him and, and basically show her off. And that, of course, is not, I don't think, you know, we can read anywhere in the Bible where it says that that's going to be okay to do. So, husbands, we are not off the hook. So how do we help our wives submit? So, basically, wives typically have a difficult time in submitting. And showing respect is because husbands are not leading or showing love to our wives that God has commanded us. So what are some ways where we can help our wives to submit? We can prove to them that we are following God's will by the things that we do, the actions that we show, the, the times that we go into prayer. You know, everything that we do, we are proving and building a trust up. Hopefully, our trust in our wife is being built up to where they trust us with their, with their spiritual life. You know, we need to make those sound decisions. You know... I think wives want and desire a man who shows and is living a godly life, being the spiritual leader. So we need to make sure that our wives know that that is the most important thing to us is that we are following God's will. Also, it teaches us that we are to love, cherish, and to nourish our wives. Love here in these verses is not a romantic feeling. You know, love is a duty. It's, it's what we're called to do. It, it, it's, 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 it's to love him when it's hard. <laughs> you know, we made the decision to marry him and we're going to get through it no matter what. So, you know, are we willing to sacrifice our needs, our wants and our desires for our wives? Are we willing to lay down our life for her just as Christ did the church? You know, those are some tough questions that we need to ask ourselves. He gave, uh, Jesus gave himself for the church. Also, nourish. Nourish here means to help to grow, and to feed. You know, it is our responsibility as husbands to help our wives grow spiritually, most importantly, intellectually. This is our duty. It's our job to help bring them along. You know, nourish means, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it means like tending to a, a garden. You know, you, you weed out the weeds, you, you fertilize it, you water it, you help it grow. That's our, that's our job as a husband. Also, in verses 28 and 29 it says so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church and then cherish here means to protect protect and value her 
and, and be that she's esteemed in our eyes. So can we ask ourselves, husband, is it easy for our wives to submit to her, her husband when we're fulfilling these roles? Absolutely. Also, we need to seek our wives' wisdom. You know, we married our wives for a reason. Because we love them and we respect them and we, and we value what they have to say. And we value how they helped us become the men that we are and, and the husbands that we are. You know, marriage is a partnership that is God-ordained. You know, two minds are always better than one. So we need to make sure that we seek her wisdom. And also, I think this one's pretty good, is we never mention submission. You know, nobody likes the boss who says, I'm your boss. Nobody likes to hear that. You're going to do what I tell you to do because I'm your boss. Well, kind of the same thing with uh, husbands and wives. It's not our job as husbands to judge whether our wives are being submissive or not. That's, that's God's point. That's, that's God's position. So um, there, there's so many things in here that, that help, have helped me be a better husband. And, and, you know, I had not fulfilled my role as a husband or a spiritual leader for a long time. And, and, but once I kind of figured out and got my act together, it unlocked a, an area of, of our Lizzie and I's marriage that I had no idea existed. And it's pretty amazing, you know, um, how it works. The support she gives me and the encouragement she gives me is so undeserving, but she's so willing to fulfill her role that God designed for her because I'm willing to fulfill my role that God designed for me. So, husbands, it starts with us. It starts with the man's role. If we want our, our wives and our family to grow in Christ, it starts with us. So wives, be prepared when you submit to your husband as God intends us. Be ready for your husband to be the Christian that God always intended him to be. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.